pressure in your chest, shortness of breath, breaking out in a cold sweat. These are just a few of the symptoms that signal you may be having a heart attack, and some signs are much more elusive. Joining us today to tell us more about why it's so important to call 911 are Dr. Lara Sampson, the Medical Director of Capital Health's Chest Pain Center, and Pamela Swernick, the Cardiology RN Outcomes Coordinator for Capital Health. This is the Health Headlines Podcast Series. I'm your host, Aileen Ellis. Welcome to you both. Hi, thank you. So, Dr. Sampson, let's begin with a list of some of the symptoms that signal a heart attack. The one many of us think of first, of course, is that pain in the left arm, but there are a lot more. You're right. There are many more. Mostly it's chest pain or discomfort in the center of one's chest, but you can also have pain, as you mentioned, in both arms or the left arm, the back, stomach, or jaw, or neck. Shortness of breath can accompany these symptoms. Some people experience nausea, vomiting, diaphoresis, or sweating. And the chest pain usually should last more than a few minutes. It can come and go with exertion. It usually gets worse. But there are exceptions to that. Elderly patients, diabetics, and women can present with atypical chest pain where they may only have shortness of breath or nausea and not your typical chest pressure. And some of those symptoms might occur days or even weeks before the actual heart attack strikes. Is that right? That's true. Some people notice chest pain intermittently for a while, and it gradually gets worse. They can often mistake it as like GI indigestion symptoms and be taking Tums frequently, and then they get to the point where those over-the-counter remedies aren't helping or the chest pain's becoming so much more frequent that that's when they decide to seek care. So I guess one of the real questions that comes up then is if it's happening and you're not sure, what do you do? So I think at at any point when you have chest pain, you want to seek medical care. And most importantly, you want to call 911 because the care of the patient with chest pain starts the minute you get on the phone with a dispatcher for 911. They can give you instruction about what to do. Maybe they will tell you to take aspirin and they can get an ambulance to your location within minutes. And that's the most important thing to initiate the medical care because with a heart attack, I'm sure you've heard this before, but time is muscle, muscle being your heart. So go over just briefly what that time period is. When a patient calls 911, EMTs or paramedics arrive at the house and they're able to do some things like get vital signs, but most importantly, get an EKG. They can transmit that EKG to me at the hospital. They can call me and tell me this patient's having a heart attack. And what that does is allows us to mobilize the cardiac catheterization team, which is especially important in the middle of the night when those people are at home in bed sleeping, on call, but still in bed, not performing an elective procedure in the cath lab. So we're able to mobilize the team and everyone is ready and waiting for you, including the interventional cardiologist, because the most important thing when you have an acute blockage in your heart is opening that blockage up, getting the blood flow restored to the heart muscle so that it doesn't die. And the most important time measure that we look at is what is called door to balloon. So that's the minute the patient enters the door of the ER 
to the minute that the balloon is opening the blockage in the heart. And there are a lot of steps that have to happen between the door to balloon. But the goal at Capital Health is 85 minutes or less. And the goal nationwide is 90 minutes or less. Obviously, the outcome might be significantly better if you make that window. Absolutely. When you make the window, you're able to salvage the heart muscle that was not getting enough oxygen. And therefore, the heart muscle doesn't die. And you are able to maintain the ability for your heart to contract strongly and not become permanently disabled with things like congestive heart failure and just needing extra medications to improve the pump function of your heart down the road. So, Pamela, I wanted to ask you about this important acronym that I think many places are using called EHAC, E-H-A-C. What does that stand for and why is it important? EHAC stands for Early Heart Attack Care, and it's important Just as Dr. Sampson said, the sooner that we can treat patients and identify that they're having a problem with their heart, we can initiate the treatment that is going to open any blockage that they have. Again, EMS, if you call 911 and they get to your house, they have life-saving machines, oxygen, measures that they can take to initiate care long before you arrive at the hospital. So The interventions are already in place. It also notifies the team that we have someone coming in that's experiencing chest pain. And what we want to do at Capital Health, we are an accredited chest pain center. We have been accredited by the American College of Cardiology since 2013. By mobilizing our teams, we ensure that all patients, whether they're coming through the emergency department or they're inpatients, receive the same kind of rapid sequence effective measures that will allow us to diagnose and treat any blockages that the patient have. And the first two hours of a blockage is when the majority of heart damage occurs, so we want to get to patients as soon as possible. So EHAC as an acronym, I guess it's being used around the country. When I looked it up, it looked like it was a pledge that people would take to immediately call 911, but it also sounds like it's almost a code in some way that you guys use too. Well, it is both of those things. There is an EHAC pledge, and EHAC is an acronym designated by the American College of Cardiology and They want as many people across the country to be aware that any signs and symptoms of chest pain, discomfort, something that you may be concerned could be involving your heart, you have to recognize them and you have to respond to them. And the pledge says that if I feel that those things are happening to me or if I'm with someone and I feel that it's happening to them, that I'm going to take action because it's much better to try to intervene on a patient's behalf in the early stages of a heart attack rather than the late stages, which could be collapse, cardiac arrest, it could lead to death. And in addition to the pledge, as you said, it's a code we have at Capital Health, we have a chest pain alert. So If someone walks through the doors of the emergency room and they say, I'm having chest pain, we call a chest pain alert. And again, it starts the cascade of all the things that the team know needs to be done. We also would use that same methodology for an inpatient called a rapid response. 
but it just gives us a standardized approach. And we know that we have certain things that we want to have done in a very specific short amount of time because we want to diagnose and then intervene. So Pamela, why don't you go over for us the difference between a regular hospital and one that's accredited as a chest pain center? What's the difference? So what we do is we have to meet a series of guidelines that have been established by the American College of Cardiology, and they tell us that we have to be able to perform the steps involved in caring for patients within a certain amount of time. As Dr. Sampson mentioned, one of those key timeframes is the door to balloon, but it starts immediately. We are looking at patients as soon as they walk in the door. We want to be able to have an EKG done immediately within the first five minutes. And then within five minutes of having the EKG performed, we want to have it interpreted by a physician. And then we will activate the code that would notify our cardiac cath lab team. And we have very specific guidelines and we are able to meet those guidelines in order to receive and maintain our chest pain center designation. And Dr. Sampson, I'm wondering if you could also tell us a little bit more about Capital Health's chest pain center in general, because it sounds like you may have somebody calling 911, and that's important and good that they did it, but maybe they aren't having a heart attack, but they are having chest pain, or you have other people who are at a higher risk. I'm assuming that you deal with these issues at the chest pain center also? Yes, absolutely. In 2020 alone, we had on average like 250 patients per month present with the chief complaint of chest pain. Of those, about 30 to 35% get admitted. And certainly they're not all acute heart attacks that get rushed to the cath lab. So we do initiate a chest pain alert for all of them, as Pam was talking about. We get an EKG done right away, and we also do something that I think sets us apart from other hospitals is that we run a troponin, which is a blood test that indicates damage to the heart muscle at the bedside. So many hospitals have to send that down to the lab. We're able to do it at the bedside in less than 10 minutes, get a result. And also for the chest pain alert, the ER physician is reviewing the EKG and rapidly getting a history and performing a physical on the chest pain patient so that we can risk stratify them and decide, is this somebody who can have a few tests done in the ER and go home because they're relatively low risk? Is this somebody who is moderate risk and needs to stay overnight? possibly have a cardiology evaluation in the morning or potentially a stress test or other modalities that we have to evaluate to see if the cause of the chest pain is cardiac or not. And then we have patients who have changes to their EKGs that don't meet the heart attack code. So they would get admitted and be treated with blood-fitting medications. Cardiology would be consulted more rapidly, but we see all patients with chest pain, and we have multiple pathways that we follow as a chest pain center to unify the care for each patient based on their risks and clinically what we think is going on. The chest pain center is made up of myself, Pam, but then there's a lot of other people. We involve the head cath lab nurse, the cardiologist, Dr. Desai is the interventional cardiologist that leads our chest pain center with me. 
And so we all work together to streamline the care for these patients. And I think what you're both telling me is that there is no bad feeling about somebody who calls 911 when they start to experience some of these symptoms and they come in and they need possibly care or maybe they're lucky and it didn't happen. But the most important message I think you're telling us is call, don't hesitate. Absolutely. Call, don't hesitate because it's the patients who don't call, who drive themselves in or don't make it in that really have poor outcomes. And by getting the pre-hospital care initiated, it makes a world of a difference. And I just want to add to that that the American College of Cardiology gives us statistics that say about 735,000 Americans have a heart attack each year. And out of those people, about 116,000 will die. And only 50% of them are aware of what their warning signs are and are taking steps to seek treatment. So that's 50% of the patients experiencing symptoms that are not responding or acting or they talk themselves out of it because of denial, we would much rather have patients call 911 and come to the emergency room with these concerns and be able to say, oh, it is a heart attack or it is not a heart attack. That is much better than missing that large amount of people that actually are experiencing true heart attack symptoms but are not acting on it. Well, thank you both very much. It's just such valuable information for us to hear. You're welcome. It's our pleasure. Dr. Lara Sampson is the medical director of the Chest Pain Center, and Pamela Swarnick is the cardiology RN outcomes coordinator for Capital Health. If you or a loved one is experiencing signs of a heart attack, call 911 immediately. For more information about Capital Health's Chest Pain Center, visit capitalchestpain.org. This is the Health Headlines podcast series. I'm Aileen Ellis. Stay well. Stay well.